Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's time for Live at the Sports Attic. It's 6.30 on May the 5th. May the 5th be with you, friends. I think that's what they say. The man over here, to my, to that side, to my left, you're right on the screen if you're watching live, is the one and only Alfred Ferdinand Larcher III. My name is Clark Lawrenson. We're live tonight on Twitch. We're live tonight on Facebook Live. We are live tonight on Blog Talk Radio. And, of course, we are live on Twitter via the Periscope. Or maybe the other way around right there. Join in on the conversation. Give us a call. 760-454-8834. 760-454-8834. Or leave a comment wherever you happen to be watching or listening later. Right now, I want to turn it over to the one and only L Archer. Well, thank you, Clark. It is another uh, fabulous week in the Bear fandom uh, as we had one of the greatest drafts in the history of the NFL. And uh, I'm here to declare we're back, baby. It's it's and, official. Uh, hey, I noticed you don't have your dopey hat on today. So that, that's a good that's a good start. Did the Browns even draft? I don't even think they allowed them to draft this year. I don't think they got I'm pretty them. sure. I'm pretty sure they were graded an A-plus in their draft, if you were paying attention. They were. They drafted at 26, and then they had another few picks later on. And, you know, they, they finally got people around. Uh-oh, there he is. The big guy. He's moving down south. He's seen the arch. The gateway to the Midwest. You son of a bitch. I, I can't even reach the hat. It's upstairs. Wow. It's not Look, like... I, I had a good friend, Ricky Bird, and, uh, you know, he passed away. Uh, our senior year, he drowned in Lake Michigan and uh, very sad. And uh, his father, he was a huge baseball fan and his dad passed away. Ricky Bird senior uh, passed away last year, big Cardinals fan. So uh, I'm going to wear this in honor of them. Well, rest in peace, senior. Absolutely. Well, then I'm glad you're wearing that hat in honor of that's great, but at least you're not wearing a Packers hat. Hey, before we get into the greatest draft in history, you said one of the greatest drafts in NFL history. Did I hear that right? NFL history. In NFL, NFL history. history. Turned, uh, turned a franchise around. We got the, I mean, the dweeby offensive lineman who's a, an ass kicker. We got the uh, the amazing quarterback. Uh, we got, I mean, what else did we get? We got a running back who, who uh, fell. We got a wide receiver named Daz, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I got I got highlight videos on them all. Uh, I can't find my pen to write that down, but I, I want to ask you about, like, is that one of the best turns from heel to face that Ryan Pace just made, in your opinion? Like that, I mean, he, he went from bad guy number one to, I mean, I don't, think he, I don't think he has to buy a drink or a meal in this town ever again. And I think just crown him. It's over. Ryan Pace is the greatest thing in the history of all the land. He fixed it. He solved it. Hopefully, hopefully they can get him in on a ten-year deal now. That's what we're, well, we're thinking. No, I mean that would be illogical, and, and intelligent people understand what's happening here. That, you know, the guy—he's a young dude who Ryan Pace he, is a young dude. Yeah. Okay. He, 
he, I think he, I think he's our age. He failed early. I don't feel young. And uh, you know, he may be, maybe he learned from his mistakes and he's growing. I don't know. All I know is he he had a good good draft. Now, you know, I mean, the terror of all this, the the, the worst the, the worst part about all this is Thursday night. The Bears move up and draft the quarterback, and I am so excited. I am so happy. And you're like the guy at a wedding who who asked for the filet mignon, and you got the chicken cordon blues, and you're sitting there, and you're moping, and you're crying, and you're bitching. And this isn't just for, for like a half an hour. This is for hours to the point where I have to go, you know what, Clark? I'm going to bed tonight. I want to celebrate this. Fireworks were going off in the streets. People were shooting their guns instead of at cars. They were shooting guns. The whole the city, air. the whole city assumed that it was the greatest day in the history of the Chicago Bears franchise. Like everybody assumed that this meant that it's over. Like they, it's official. The Chicago Bears crown them. They're the Super Bowl champs. Like that's what happened. The whole city thought, oh, Ryan Pace, the guy that we could trust to draft up for a quarterback, the one guy who's good at drafting up at, for quarterbacks is Ryan Pace. I'm so excited. Like, I just, I didn't see it. Here's the thing. By the time it came up, I had, I had mentioned on our show last Wednesday night, the night before. Oh, what college did he go to? I had what college, college did he go to? In that college, Ohio. the Ohio. You go, oh my God, Ohio. You can't have a quarterback from Ohio. You can't. Like, that immediately disqualifies how, how him. Because often, he's from Ohio, often, he cannot be a good quarterback. Calmer than you are. How often do quarterbacks do well out of Ohio? Terrell Pryor, wow. Pretty oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, he did all right with his first school choice. His second school choice, a little little suspect. Uh, no, here's the thing. By the time the draft came up, if you had listened Wednesday night, I had mentioned the possibility of fields dropping in the Bears trading up to go get him which that ended up happening so i i guessed it right uh but by the time the draft was coming up i had i had gotten into this mindset of don't do anything cute ryan pace you always try to get cute you always try to get cute and you draft the wrong guy let's just play it cool take it offensive lineman hell maybe this mean guy out of uh, out of oklahoma state the oklahoma state university uh maybe go and draft him would be a great idea and then quarterbacks aren't being taken. And I'm thinking, here we go. One of these three picks, it's the Eagles, it's the Giants, and the Eagles again. And I'm like, which, who are they trading for? Then sure enough, it came up on the screen. Trade. Boom. There it is, Bears. And in my head, Al, I'm watching it, and all I'm thinking is, this son of a bitch is trading up to draft Mac Jones. I was positive that's what he was going to do. Then it was Fields, and I – right. I went crazy. We all, we I all went thought, crazy. We all when the when the trade had well, first off, I wanted to feel the Eagles moved up, the Eagles moved up in the draft, and at that point, I go, wow, this is a good place for the Bears maybe to move in and get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles moved up. I go, oh, they're going to grab one of the quarterbacks. It's over. They didn't do that. Right. Then it goes to the Cowboys, and I go, man, the Cowboys. This is a good place. Or that that is where the Eagles traded was the Cowboys spot. Yeah, and then eleven comes around, and there's another trade, and I'm like, well, maybe, maybe this is it, and it's the Bears. And yes, there was a moment where I go, oh Jesus, we're gonna get that Mac Jones guy, and I, I, a lot of people, the the feeling of Mac Jones is a lot like the feeling we had with Mitch a couple years ago, where a lot of people don't feel all that high on him that he has some good qualities. Although he has far more experience than than uh, uh, Mitch did, but 
there, there's a feeling like this is the wrong guy to get. And I think him going to the New England Patriots is wonderful. I think that's a perfect fit for him. He's going to win a Super Bowl. He's going to win a damn Super Bowl. And I feel that's a good fit for the New England Patriots. Yeah. So they got a steal there. But I feel like we got the guy that fits our system, that fits our scheme. You know, Matt Nagy didn't get to pick the last quarterback. Matt Nagy didn't pick Mitch Chabinski, okay? He, Mitch Trubinsky was there when he came, and he he was hired to fix Mitch and make him a good quarterback. Well, what we didn't realize is Mitch was dumb. He's dumb as a rock. Oh. He's the stupidest man on earth. And you can't teach you can't teach stupid. And that's what happened here. Now we have the guy who I think right, is the the fifth smartest ever in the uh, uh, the intelligence test. They they do. He he's like a. Like Mahomes, it was a big deal how high his score was, and I think his score was like 105. Our guy, Fields, his score was 130. So we got one of the most intelligent quarterbacks to ever come out of college, and he's with us. He has legs. He can throw the ball. Nobody's saying this is a home run. No one's saying this is going to turn out. The whole city city bought, like, it's like put him on a pedestal and give him a parade. Like, that's what this city has done. We understand he's yep. the first quarterback we've ever drafted that has a real ceiling. Yeah. So we're excited for that. Meanwhile, you're over there poo-pooing for hours. Well, it was I, like a death I, I apologize if I'm not ready to jump on the train of if, – if as a Chicago Bears fan, if I'm not ready to jump on the train of, uh, of, of putting them on a pedestal and thinking that all of a sudden now Matt Nagy's competent. Sure. This is his first quarterback. I was like, sure, let's let's How see him get – I'm fine with him getting a quarterback. I'm fine with Nagy getting his first quarterback and trying it out. I'm excited about the future with, with what How they have GMs right now. Get, how many GMs get the quarterback position right? How many GMs get six, seven years to do it? How many GMs fail over and the over Jets. and over and over and over again? Yeah, and what do their fans do every time they pick a player in the draft? They boo the shit out of them. They boo them because they're right. the Jets. Here's, here's an idea in the future. Read up on the quarterbacks, read up on the players, and know the good ones. And when they pick one of the good ones, you can be happy as opposed to being miserable just because of the person who picked so, it. So That's now all of a sudden, logic. so now all of a sudden, Matt Nagy is back to being a genius. Like the play calling of the last two years, we can forget it because he made all of those play calls. He had to dumb down his offense for for uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. And now that now that we have this, it's all going to work out because now Matt no. Nagy's offense is brilliant. No, nobody said his offense is brilliant, but smart people understand he was in a horrible position with a quarterback who wasn't intelligent, with with bust out quarterbacks. Why did he take, why did he take the job, job then? Why did he take the job then? If he if he was he knew he knew the quarterback when he when he took the job. It's the head coach of the Chicago Bears, their yeah. first time coach. Why wouldn't he take the job? That's stupid. Now, it, he thought he, he thought he didn't know Mitch was a dummy. You have to understand my concerns. He had a You draft have board. to understand my concerns his with this draft team. Board, what was his draft board, Clark? Uh, three, four years ago. He was one of the the only three guys who had Patrick Mahomes number one ahead of Deshaun Watson and ahead number of Mitchell two, Trubisky. Deshaun Watson. A lot of people had Mitch. everybody had Mitch ahead of of Mahomes. Only a few had him ahead of of uh. You're right, and I agree with you. He did have him there. It doesn't mean like when did Mahomes break out? It was after he was gone. 
Like, and speaking of play calling, when he was making the play calls down in Kansas City, Andy Reid took back over from him because he wasn't getting it done. Just when the Bears when the Bears hired him, he had that playoff game where he was the guy making the calls, and they got their asses kicked. They got knocked out of the playoffs early. I'm just saying I have concerns with Matt Nagy still. I am excited about Justin's field. That doesn't disqualify the the fact that you should be excited about the Bears and and about these decisions. I was disappointed. We all have the concerns. I was disappointed in you for not picking me up. For not picking me up and saying, hey, Clark, listen, man, you're reacting. It's a little bit out of control here. Like you're 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 reacting in a way that isn't reality. You need to come back. I obviously was having a lot of issues, but we're having a lot of issues. My relationship with the Bears has been strained, man. Like that's well, what's Browns going on here. How could it not be strained? Uh, you're, you're a Browns right. fan now, dude. I'm also oh. a Browns fan. You know this. You're also a Patriots fan. Like it's it's how it is. Well, like they're my I AFC team, the, much like the Patriots. Whenever they play I, in the Super Bowl, whenever they play in the Super Bowl, that hat comes out and Belichick's your guy and Brady is this and that. Come on, man. Yeah, when they get to the Super Bowl, exactly. Well, the Browns are back too. Like I can't wait for the Browns Bears Super Bowl where I'll be cheering for the Bears over the Browns, of course. Al, thank they, they you. Draft Justin. Here, here, thank here, you for here, letting right. me know that I reacted poorly. I, I will. I, I I can admit to that. I, I reacted very poorly on the night of the draft. Go ahead. Dude, Pace is going to trade up for Jones. Just watch. Oh, I knew but, you were going to pull these back. I knew you were going to pull these back. Can I read them or are you just going to keep talking? I'm going to keep talking. Right, I don't want to hear that. I'll wait till you're done. Because I know I reacted poorly. But go ahead. I, I, I'm a man. I can take it. I'm a man. I'm 41. I'm a man. What's he going to trade for? Four number ones? Here we go. This is me now. Here we go. Fields. Wow. Clark. Fuck me. Jones. Kellen better be in that commish chair. Who said that? I he is not happy. Oh, you said that. Oh, no. Here we go. The, the, now it's officially Fields. Well, fuck. Let's go Browns. I can't believe they fucked up like this. Fuck OSU. I'm out. Yeah. This isn't going to work, man. They gave up a ton for him. They gave him a first and a fourth. My issues were. Do you like this? Yes, I'm excited. Picture of the ultimate warrior shaking ropes. How excited Yeah, I, I couldn't tell if that was happy or not because I wasn't sure if you're a warrior fan or not. Great. I, I Put Mahomes pressure on a Chicago quarterback. Dude. That's going to work out. Tell me that's not scary. Tell me I that's do not, not scary. trust Pace. Tell me it's not. I, period, do, period, not, period, trust, period, Pace. How could you ever trust Pace? Why would you trust Ryan guy, Pace? And the guy went to OSU. My response. So you're holding the GM against arguably the best quarterback in the draft, where quarterbacks went one through three. If they took Jones, I'd be worried. They did the right thing. A franchise, modern-style quarterback. This is fantastic. Clark's response. OSU sucks. Why didn't he go number two? Well, that, that, is, that is definitely a concern about mine with this. Whoa, where did Larcher go? We just lost Larcher. I don't know what happened there. Um, I'll bring him right back. I, for the record, I, I did not kick Larcher off here. That was uh, – uh-huh. <laughs> uh, 
That's hilarious, partner. To uh, me, this just expends, extends pace three more years. Dude, it does. Like, we're, I mean, we're stuck with him for at least three more. Like, How many man. top 15 quarterbacks make the Super Bowl? How many top 20 quarterbacks make the Super Bowl? There, see? Why did he fall so far? Like, that's an honest question. Like, sure, I... I, I am with you. I was I reacted very poorly that night, and I I do apologize for that. But why did this guy drop? If he's that smart on all of these tests that you talk about and all of that, like why was it? Why did Zach Wilson go two? Why did you know why? Why is Fields dropping? Because you know the draft does crazy things to people's minds. It's why Mitch Trubinsky went two. Trubisky. Or three, or whatever the hell he went. Ryan Pace drafted him, so you have to see why I don't know that he can draft a good quarterback. Like I also see a guy can learn from his mistakes, that a guy could make this egregious mistake and then go, oh, wait a minute. You know what? Instead of going for the long shot, instead of feeling that a guy is going to somehow become amazing, let me go to the guy who has tons of footage on, who 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 everybody universally says is a great player. Let me go ahead and get that guy. Let me go get the Deshaun Watson of the draft, not the guy, the Mitch uh, Trubinsky. And that's what he did. And then good for him. Good for, you know, if this saves his job, so be it. He wasn't going anywhere anyways. The Bears organization are into these guys. But he's also the guy that, like, look at, I mean, he's got the arm. He's got, dude, he's got and he's everything. got the goods. He's so damn good at football. I, Al, I, I honestly, I've seen the light, like, uh, obviously for the show here tonight, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit and I'll give you the real, like, I've obviously have two on this and, I bubble the love and I'm very, ha- <laughs> fuck, does he do that? It sounds like some, I don't know. I don't really listen. To yeah, I have no idea what he does. I won't, all I know of him is the Hogan tapes, but I mean, just look at this guy. And uh, those of you listening on blog talk radio and on all the podcasts, Look up some YouTube highlights from him. He, I mean, he's a great Clark. quarterback. Oh, have they? If you haven't yet, go do it. <sighs> do you know why? Like, has it been talked about why he fell? Did certain people just feel like he wasn't the hit, the the fit? Did certain people feel like, man, you know what? I got a guy on the line right now who can talk about. Didn't the Jets ended up taking Wilson, right? Right. Number two. Like, why? Why didn't the Jets go for number two? And I'm going to go to my buddy out in Jersey right now. Lou, could you come Yo. in and join me and join us and let us know? Zach Wilson, why was he the choice of You know, I'm trying to figure out myself because, you know, being that, you know, you're out from the West and we always seem to get these West Coast quarterbacks, whether it be from UCLA, USC, or and the Midwest of BYU. And every time we get that, though, it always sounds to be a bust. But and we, and we don't get a chance to see a lot of the BYU games because they're not from a major conference. So, you know, it's really hard to tell, you know, how it's going to play out. But I think I like this pick. I mean, it's going to help our defense, I think, a lot because that's what we really need, to be honest with you, because our defense, you know, last year was just pathetic. So maybe he's going to help us out, you know, help us out a bit more. At least that's how I'm hoping. Hey, Lou. I was surprised, though, though, our other pick, though, because we were supposed to get number 23, and yet we got moved up. So maybe that could be attributed to a positive sign as well. Hey, hey, Lou, where do the the Jets play football? In in, in East Frankfurt, New Jersey. Man. Do you still consider them the New York Jets? 
Well, yes, I, I do. I remember when we still were yeah. playing in New York. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not that old yet. But I yeah. remember that last game at Shea. I remember that. Well, I didn't go to it, but I saw it. And, oh, you know, everybody was, you know, trans- was, you know, making the transition. And, you know, even when the game was, the game was on NBC, and like, even the scorekeeper was saying goodbye because I think – because they knew they were moving across the river. Lou, let me just tell you this. And you know what? When that oh. team lost their geographical integrity and kept calling themselves the New York Jets, gotcha. that's when they lost it all. And let me tell you, if the Chicago right. Bears move out of the city limits – we're in Chicago, Al. You live in Chicago. I live in Chicago. We don't live in the suburbs. It's not the Arlington no. Bears. Keep them in the city I, where they no. belong. So Chicago, all the pro teams in Chicago, where do they play? In the city of Chicago. Do they want to be the only outlier, the outcast? I used to stand by stuff like this, these principles of all the Bears yeah. that play in Chicago. They have to be on the lakefront. As I get older, I realize I want things that are easier for me, that are make more sense for the franchise. Selfish. The Chicago Park District owns the stadium. The Chicago yes. Park District has to get their cuts of the revenue. The Chicago uh, Park District gets to control the field and who plays in it. If they move to Arlington Heights, there's parking, there's easy accessibility, there's, there could be a Correct. really cool stadium, a modern stadium, yep. and it's easier for everybody. So I'm more than happy with the Bears moving to Arlington Heights. They lose the backdrop which is beautiful. The city backdrop and all those memories, I, I get it. But, Luke, uh, my partner here has brought you into an argument that we had yesterday, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably irrational about this one as well. Hell, where they, okay. where they will be playing in Arlington, the metro station is eight minutes from my house. I can walk to the metro station, jump on the train, and be in Arlington oh. quicker than I would get down to uh, – quicker than I would get down to uh, – where's the other place? Soldier Field down on the lakefront. But it's exactly. the geographic – Geographical integrity that I think is big for the Bears. But the geographical oh, integrity Ge- means nothing to Mark you. Mark geographical. Yeah. Oh, he's he's been canceled. No, he's back. He's back. He's back. Hey, can I wish people Cinco de Mayo? Or yeah, am I not course. allowed to? No, or? absolutely. I'm having a margarita right now, Pat. Friend, happy well, happy Cinco know. de Mayo. I, I think that's some kind of appropriation. Look, Larcher, you make you make cubes a guy there. makes a thing asking people maybe to celebrate appropriately. And then he's accused of telling people how right. to celebrate. I'm just making suggestions. Well, I'm sorry. We're having a bit of a of an argument here. A, a, a partner quarrel is going on. This, yeah. guy, he, this he guy was so talk. miserable he when they drafted Justin Fields. It's it's just yeah, it's hard not to give him. Well, yeah. he was supposed to go number two, and the Jets didn't take him. That's what I wanted to ask Lou. And Lou agrees. Yeah. Lou said he should have, but he's happy with what they got with the uh, East Rutherford Jets. For Jets, I get it. <laughs> well, we also take the you know Trevor Lawrence, but he didn't want to come to us. Wait, yeah, I don't blame. Would you was, have had to trade up we, for that? Well, uh, you know, because he was like, "Well, I want to play for. I mean, I want to play for a very team." He like, he's like, it's kind of like he was embarrassed to go play for the Jets. Oh, like Jacksonville's going to do you much better because they were horrible too. So you're not really going into a winning franchise, you know. You big dope. We, Let me tell you, this Trevor Lawrence is smart because he wouldn't go to Cleveland either. He knows shitty cities. He wasn't going to Cleveland. Like, what? He wouldn't go to the draft. Lied. You wouldn't go to the mistake on the lake. Okay. Well, there's oh, the mistake on the lake is here in Chicago, my friend. But oh, wait, no, I don't no, have no to it's Cleveland. That. It's Cleveland. <laughs> okay, fair, fair, fair. Uh, did you have any eyes on Justin Fields, Lou? Def- seriously, like uh. 
as a as a Jets fan because people had been talking three four months ago he was the number two guy. Yeah, they did, and he turned he turns back on us. You know, he was a great player, but you know, but it's his it's his choice, and he decided well. I'd rather go play for a team that might be contending and the Jets are not it. So it's like, you know, the Jets are cursed even when they do get the top quarterbacks. It's like, you know, I will be part of that curse. You know, that's 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 the whole thing now. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, a little bit of yeah, gambling was... advice. Aaron Rodgers may not be a Packer. There's a good chance he's not a Packer next year. The Packers are favored in Vegas to win the division. Go bet the Bears. Or more so, go bet the Minnesota Vikings to win the division. You're gonna wake. You're gonna make some money. Put a hundred on the Bears. Put a hundred on Minnesota. You're gonna come out either way. All right, that's what Larcher did last night. Hey, Lou, well, thanks you know, for joining us Saturday yeah. night at four o'clock our time. You got a show this week? Yes, yeah, four o'clock. Oh, you're in the Mountain Time Zone. Oh, maybe oh, five o'clock our time. No, we're Central. Wait, you're Central. Then it's four o'clock. Four yep. six your four six your time five to seven mine. Uh, we'll do the we'll we'll take uh, we'll, we'll take um, how well your team did in the draft like you know grade the teams you know like from um, I don't know if do eight I think like from one to ten I'll put I'll put it to you that way. Um, okay. We'll also yeah we'll, we'll do we'll do it like that. Uh, it's also Mother's Day on Sunday so it's going to be Ladies Night so if you have a woman in your life tell her to uh, call the show the number is five one two. Five four three four six six two. Number again five one two five four three four six six two. We'll also do the play uh the we'll scout down the NBA playoffs and we'll recap the Kentucky Derby, which I was going to do, but the show ran out of time before the race went off. Thanks a lot, NBC you dirty dog. Oh hell. All right, Lou. Thanks for joining us again. It's always great to hear from you, my friend. Have a good night. Thank you. Yeah. I will. Hey See you, Lou. don't for big racing news. Uh oh. Friday, the Zed Racing, the digital crypto coin racing, as dropping new horses. So I'm officially going to be looking to get into the game this uh, Friday. I've been waiting weeks for this moment. What is it I called? I got my Ethereum. I got my Waste Coin. I got all, all my shit ready to go to go ahead and buy my, uh, you, my digital horse. And you can buy them with your Ethereum? Yeah, you can only buy them through with Ethereum. Man, I've talked about how we, we're going to talk about that a bit. Uh well, I went to Lou because I wanted to hear about the second pick and what he thought about Fields, and Lou didn't have too much to say about Fields, so it didn't. It nothing well, worked. No one knows. I mean, yeah. nobody knows. Right. That's Fields. Fields is an interesting prospect. If I had my choice of the first one, I'd probably go Trevor Lawrence. If I had a choice of the second one, I'd probably go Justin Fields. Um, Evan Silva over at Establish the Run. He he did a scathing podcast. I don't know if you listened to it. I I dropped it in one of our our chats. No, I didn't get a chance to listen to it. How terrible the Chicago Bears are. How bad uh, a job Coach Nagy has done. How how embarrassing a job Pace has done. Here was his thoughts on the Chicago Bears after they drafted Justin Fields, Tevin Jenkins, Larry Borum, Khalil Abert, Daz Newsome, Thomas Graham Jr., and the Tonga. Yeah, I thought you'd like Tonga. I knew oh, yeah. you would. Kyrus. I love it. I, Kyrus, uh, like, like, just like Billy Kyrus, who said Bears are 5.5 to 1. Bikes are 3.2 to 1 to win the division. Yeah, I put 150 on 
the Bears, I put 100 on the Vikings. Mm. I'm going to come out ahead as long as one of those two do it, and I, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. I did 20 Fine. on the Bears. I, did, I didn't do the Vikings. Should I? I, yeah, I should. Yeah, yeah, you should probably do the Vikings. Just I mean, to back it, it up. Yeah. If, if Fields doesn't play this year or if he's limited, I mean, who knows? It, it's just good to cover your ass. Okay, so Silva says, to climb from number 20 to 11, Thursday night trade-up for Fields cost the Bears this year's fifth-round pick plus next year's first and fourth round. GM Ryan Pace later sacrificed 2021's number 83 selection to climb from 52 to 39 for Jenkins. It shouldn't be ignored that Fields heads to Chicago with a history of excelling in adverse weather games. I found the Bears' compensation surrendered to secure potential long-term solutions at quarterback and left tackle more than justified, and I am a fan of day three stabs, Borum, Newsom, and Graham. In a do-or-die spot with his job on the line, Pace stayed true to his aggressive nature and positioned the Bears for a short and long-term turnaround at a reasonable price. Grade A. Dude, that's amazing. How? And this is a guy who did it. He did 40 minutes on how terrible the Bears management is. So how does this happen? Like, I can't even comprehend the turnaround well, here. You tra- Here's how it happens, Clark. You take uh, the first and the fourth next year. But he traded up again. Trading year, up is a fucking crazy risk. Like, it's and then crazy. You, well, that is one of the flaws in his drafting strategy over the years. He trades up instead exactly. of trading out. Exactly. That's my point. Hey, it's a flaw. Okay, you understand why I would irrationally be pissed? Not at the pick. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not. I was never pick. pissed about the pick. Yeah, I guess I said OSU oh, is my only argument. Please. It was OSU. I was, I'm uh, pissed at the team. Like, now I have to trust that Matt Nagy can develop a quarterback. Like, fuck. Yeah. I mean, okay, so let's say you fire Nagy. What are you going to do? If we still have This is one of the guys – Nagy is one of the guys, one of the premier coaches who have a reputation for developing young quarterbacks. Did he fail with Mitch? Yes, he did. Did Mitch have some very he told clear us he, he told us he was excited yes, to come he in. He told us he was excited to come in uh, because he wanted a job. I get excited. I tell people I'm excited when I have to go to work for a new job. Do I'm not, and I believe he generally thought he could he could make Mitch. I think he, he thought he could make him a superstar. Yeah. I don't think he realized how dumb Mitch was. Mitch was not an intelligent man. It isn't. He's still alive. He is not an intelligent man when it comes to football. I don't know. He doesn't Let's have, have football a conversation IQ. with him. Let's have a conversation with him. I think, I think he's an intelligent fella, and we just lost Al there. What's crazy to me is that the Chicago Bears – what's crazy to me is that Mitchell Trubisky, like – I've been playing highlights for those watching live tonight and watching later that um, <laughs> I've been playing highlights of, of uh, Justin Fields and it's been lasting for quite a while here. I mean, it's, it's an eight minute high, 10 minute highlight. We didn't have that for Mitch because he didn't play that many college no. games. Like, like <laughs> that's the big difference. And that's where I should have had a little more. Like, I, I like, come on, this guy, it, it's a much better, thing even though it's the 11th pick it's not the second pick like when they drafted mitch like he's the guy like i'm excited about this Hal. well you should be and that's what that, i mean people aren't falling over 
thinking yeah, we're are. definitely going to a Super Bowl. Dude. People understand there's a huge risk here. Did you see the there's highlights from the White Sox game that night? The fans in the stands started seeing it, and they, they all uh, – oh, wait. Uh, this is my uh, my plug here. Uh, don't forget about getting your Peloton, folks. Jump on the Pelican. Pelican? I don't know. I've never done it before. but um, yeah, I forget that they throw in ads on, on YouTube after a while. Maybe I won't be able to play the highlight to the other guys. No, I don't know. Larcher, I just, I, I, I've seen the light on it. I'm, I'm very happy to see him go or to see, to see him as a bear. I'm excited about the future. There's a lot in the, that's happening in the NFL that I'm getting excited about. I'm excited. I want to see what's going to happen with the Carolina Panthers and their new quarterback. You know, Sam Darnold got ran out of uh, out of uh, New, New York. York. Yeah. And listen, this guy had no wide receivers, right? He, he he had shit, and he had this guy Gase, who we know. We saw this Gase. This Gase was the dumbest man in the history of football. Yeah, exactly. Eyeballs Gase. He's just him and Mitch Trubinsky should get should uh, write books together. Uh, but I'll draft. tell you who doesn't think he's dumb is Jay Cutler because Gase brought him to Miami and gave him ten million dollars to play like four games. Yeah, that's uh, it sounds good to me. Yeah, no so shit. I don't I don't think we even know what's if Donald. Uh, I don't think we know if Donald is garbage or not. That's going to be fun to watch. The Washington Redskins. I took the over on them winning eight games. I think I think they're 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 a really good football team. They got so many weapons and they got a great defense. That's going to be a fun situation to watch. Um, Green Bay. If Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, they're they're, they're trash. You know, I mean, they're, they're going to fall apart fast. If 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 Aaron Rodgers doesn't sit and goes to Denver, suddenly Denver, man, they got a shot at a Super Bowl. And then of course you got the question: Can Tampa Bay do it again? Yeah. <clears throat> I, man, I, it's a, it's a year for everybody else too. Like you're right, absolutely, um, guys. If you want to join in on the conversation, seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. We appreciate you watching on Twitch, Facebook Live, and Twitter. Uh, those of you that have always been listening on Blog Talk Radio and the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. I think you took a a Fields MVP bet bet for uh, rookie of the year or MVP rookie, rookie of the year. Yeah, it was twenty five to one. Yep. Yeah, yep. I want to get in on that market. I, I I I want to sprinkle it around a little, but I think Fields is a shot. Well, then, do you want to get in on it? Do you want to do you want to mention? I mean, is he is he going to end up starting week one? I don't know yet. I, I my preference is he doesn't start next season. I mean, it really is. And I know that as a Bears fan, as somebody who struggled with this for so long, that's hard to say and that's hard to commit to. Um, why, but why, if he wins, why does he need to sit? Just to learn. I mean, he's a young dude. Learn football. The exact same thing they did with with Patrick Mahomes. You sit him for a year. Let him experience the game from the sideline to see the speed, to understand what's going on, so you don't overwhelm the kid. I mean, you know. These are things you would I would hear when I was younger, and it never clicked. It never made sense to me. It'd be like, well, you know, he, he can go play football, but when you really now that you're forty in your forties, it's easier to look back and go, Jesus, this kid's like what twenty two years old, and he's gonna be the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears in a franchise that has a history of destroying quarterbacks, picking horrible quarterbacks. 
like, yeah, I get like let him let him take a year to to learn where the office is, and and learn learn how the game works to really get that playbook down to watch other quarterbacks fail in front of him. Yeah, but then the but, guys the guys last year like Burrow and stuff like they all they all performed yeah. pretty damn well coming I right out. Of it. And if you're gonna draft a guy in the first round, if you're gonna trade up for the for the second best quarterback in the draft, like. Man, I, I don't disagree. Get him out there. I know. And if you if you bolster your offensive line in the next round that you have, yeah, it's yeah. you you don't disagree there. My well, my preference my preference is to sit him, but I understand the want to play him, and I get the reasoning. And there are examples like uh, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati last year, um, the kid over in uh, uh, San Diego. Um, I mean, there's they're success. There, there have been um, reasons to put it. It seems like the new trend in the league is just get quarterbacks out there right away. And after hearing this kid, after listening to interviews and knowing his competitive nature and his want to play and his want to beat the guy in front of him, I think there is a good chance he beats out Andy Dalton in uh, a camp. Sure. In, in in spring training camp, it does get the start oh, or three four games in the season. I, I think we might see Fields, and I'm okay with that as well because I'm excited to see him. But again, my personal preference would be to sit him. No, I I understand that too. I just I the fantasy. I do want to see him for fantasy reasons. Start him. The fantasy football player in me wants him to be out there week one, and I want to do a I want to do a triple stack with him. Uh, Mooney and uh, Allen Robinson. You know what? Screw it. Let's get Allen Robinson out of there. I'm doing a triple stack with him. Pitts, or, or we didn't get Pitts. Pitts, Pitts is over in Atlanta. What, what's our uh, tight end's name? We got last year. Um, uh, not Shaheen. Uh, Komet. Cole Komet. Komet. Yeah, Cole Komet. I want Cole Komet out there. Yeah. Because look, it takes two, three years for a tight end to develop. So. Well, a lot of kind of starting to click. You've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, Allen Robinson's right now on the franchise tag, and and he, you know, he had some concerns about being put on that right away. But right about now, like I think that the first time Justin Fields starts a game and Allen Robinson is is in that game, he's going to be his best quarterback that he's had since he started playing in the NFL. Yeah, since ever. Since ever, absolutely. How great is that for him? How great is that for the receiving core? Uh, uh, before we go on about it, uh, Charles Leno Jr., a seventh-round pick back, what was that, 2013, 2014? What a hell of a Bears career he ended up with, actually, for a line that was never touted as being good, great. Like, But, I mean, to go from a seventh-round pick to being a starter on the team, being yeah, there for seven years – no, he's no Tom Brady. That is correct, Al. He's no Tom Brady. Or are you the big St. Louis fan? He's no Adam Wainwright. You know, like as he's you no, would know. No as Adam you would Wainwright, know, Adam right? Wainwright. Yeah, no, of course, you, as you would know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, is Thank that you, a Mr. Bird? That is a baseball Cardinals hat, right? It's not a. It's not a football Cardinals because you know the St. Louis football Cardinals originally started in Chicago. There's a baseball thing under the what is that a ball? There's a baseball ball a baseball right sticker. under the uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah right under yep. the bib. Yep yep yep. And then there you got these this dopey thing. Back I there. just like that you thought that that would make me upset. 
Oh, no, no, it's I not to make you upset. It. No. It's a paid tribute. I it's love It's a paid it. tribute to I, my fallen uh, yeah, friends. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, Justin Fields. So uh, I wanted to learn about him because I, I, I am a Bears fan, and I want to learn, and I want to get excited. So Please tell I me hear- he's a big Seinfeld fan, and he has a dog named Elaine. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, sure. So I wanted to go and look and, 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 and check him out. And people mentioned, oh, he was on this documentary, QB1, which I think I remembered seeing, but I never watched. Did you ever see it before? Click on it. Did you watch any seasons of it? No, and I'm very excited to hear what you have to say about this. Well, so here's the thing. I went to click on Netflix. You know, you go to Netflix, you watch a show that's still on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Three seasons, you expect it to all be there. However, I go to click on it, and only season three is available. Justin Fields' episode was on the second season. I didn't even know. I thought it was talking about, like, either his time in Georgia in college or Ohio State. I didn't realize that it was his time at Harrison High School out of Kennesaw, Georgia. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. And it's his Who? senior year. Go ahead. He grew up, He grew up. Uh, what, what, two miles away from Trevor Lawrence? Oh, yeah, that's crazy. They know each other, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, they literally grew up right but, down the street from each other. But um, it's very interesting. Uh, it's him and two other quarterbacks. It's a kid out of uh, California and then another guy out of uh, Florida. And it's, you know, it's called QB1, of course. Uh, obviously, I have the most interest in the field stuff. Man, this guy as a senior in high school, far ahead of anybody that I would expect mature wise. And I know that that's all the stuff that you've heard coming into the draft and everything about him. It was so far, I'm three episodes in and it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Al, uh, I, I won't, I, I don't know enough about the show, but one, one thing happened was some injuries happened at the end of the game that they were winning and there were only five minutes left. And he had the leadership to go over to coach and say, Hey coach, let's, Let's bring in the backups. Let's pull the starters. We, we can't have – like, it was a serious injury to a star, right? And he yeah. had the insight and the knowledge. Like, and what was great about it was this, this running back who got injured, he hurt his knee, and he's like, that's the other knee. He's like, man, he worked so hard to come back. The, 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 the guy who got hurt, like, and all you're hearing is Fields talking about, man, this guy, he worked so hard to come back from this. And he walked up to him, and he's like, hey, God is here for you. God is good. And he gave him a pat on the shoulder and told that guy, keep your head up even though his other knee's gone and he's not going to come back from it. Then he goes over to coach and he says, Hey coach, knowing his relationship with his coach, he says, coach, let's, let's pull the starters. There's five minutes left in this game. Let's not get anybody else hurt. I just, I thought those leadership qualities have me very excited about the guy. And then, you know, you, you hear about what he walked in day two of practice with Ohio state. He was named the captain. Have you heard that one? Yeah. Yeah. So, Incredible. Al, I, if, if you have any, I, I finally found it. I had to work some magic to find it. But uh, if Netflix puts it back on, maybe uh, some online uh, petitions, as they all do, maybe maybe uh, go out there and threaten to cancel Netflix and then uh, get them to put, I don't know, I don't understand why the first two seasons aren't available. Like, I, I just, I have no I idea. Confusing. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Especially right after the draft. But anyway, that's where I am, Adam. I'm happy. Hey. Can we uh can we talk about the um the 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 next round pick the uh the the lineman Tevin Jenkins the nerdy kid yeah I mean this oh, guy the is nerdy savage. kid nerdy kid I he doesn't look nerdy on the football field does he like you see oh, some no. 
you never seen an offensive lineman that mean. And uh, for those of you watching at home, they, they're putting him in the box here on our highlights. So uh, that's how you can take a look at him there. But that's when they cut Leno Jr. So it sounds like they want to put him at left tackle, huh? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely going to try him at left tackle. That's the plan right now. I think he's only had, what, like four or five snaps at left tackle. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, I mean, that's still a question. But, yeah, I mean, he's – they talk him up as a, as a very physical, violent football player in a position where being a big, physical, violent football player is a selling point. And uh, – you know, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for what the potential is there. Um, it sounds like we got a steal. I mean, there were a lot of mock drafts going into this thing that had him going to us in the first round with our first pick, with right? Twenty, the twentieth. Yeah. So, so the fact that we got two guys graded in the top thirty on a lot of draft boards is pretty damn impressive. So. Yeah, again, the the talent seems to be there, and if 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 he secures up that position, if he can play left yeah. tackle or could play on this line for seven eight years at a quality level, I mean that's really exciting. So, yeah, yeah, I I have to agree with you there. Uh, he 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 looks like he's mean. I think it's uh, I'm I'm glad they traded up yet again. And again, I, I told you that. That's one thing that I haven't been happy with Pace about in the past. You even mentioned that earlier. Like, but he did it. He went and got his guy. I, I can't be too. I can't. I just. I can't be too upset about it. It's. It seems great. Plus, Al. He also. Uh, he tweeted. Uh, he tweeted out today that uh, he wanted to thank Lou Malnati's for. Uh, eh, you can't see it there, but he wanted to thank Lou Malnati's for sending him some. Uh, some Lou's. So that's the new. Uh, the new offensive tackle, probably left tackle, Tevin Jenkins, uh, right there. What, am I getting booted uh, off for a uh, Lou Malinati's ad? Well, yeah, I know you're not a big fan of Lou. <laughs> yeah, no, it's horrible pizza. <laughs> it's not bad. Like, out of the out of Geno's East and Giordano's, I generally go Lou's. The, the butter crust, baby. The butter yeah. crust and that thin layer of sausage. If you get sausage, you get that thin layer of sausage patty across it. Boom. If you're doing deep dish. If you go tavern cut, there's other places. So I, I went keto. I'm back on keto. And I went there about, a, um, I started about a week, week and a half ago. And uh, the day before I started, I'm like, I'm going to get some pizza. And I wanted like a really nice, greasy, thin crust. I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going deep dish. And unfortunately, you know, I'm not in the Pequod's delivery range because hands down, Pequod's is sure. the way to go. Oh, so you, my next does choice, Pequod's Morton Grove? Try that one. Try the Pequod's Morton Grove. We're pretty close. Try it. Okay, I'm on keto. Now. Go ahead. Oh, um, you missed the key point. So, <laughs> thank you, Clark. Once I once my diet fails, I'll be sure that you remember that. But uh, so my next choice is generally Kellen. Give, give us a call if you want. Join us uh, if, if if you have time. Anyway, Kellen says the new offensive lineman looks like a beast. Best draft on paper. I th- think I've seen the Bears forever. Now let's work with the kids and rushing shit again. Um, he doesn't want Fields to start either. I saw earlier. Anyway, keto. He's a smart man. So now you're on keto? I said he should have been the guy in the recliner with the Bears pick. Huh. So my next choice is always Chicago's pizza. It's right down the street. 
pretty good. I don't mind it. It's it's good deep dish. It's not great, but it's good. And uh, I'm like, you know what? Lou Melanotti's. I'm like, I haven't had that in forever. And I'm like, there's something I don't like about it, but I'm going to get it anyways. I got it. Look, it's not saucy enough. That's sure. what it comes down to. Oh. So, try ask your thoughts next time. Do you get the butter crust? Yeah, I don't know. Crust, the, the butter crust. I, yeah, probably. Is that what they sell? Butter crust? Yeah, yeah. They Whatever they sell, there. I got. Okay. All right. Anyway. Butter crust. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, how many days in are you on keto this time? Well, I technically, so I weighed myself on a Saturday, but I started the diet on a Tuesday. So it's a week yesterday. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm over 10 pounds down, which is Jeez. pretty normal. That's amazing. Um, That's just absolutely amazing. But I feel I feel good with the diet. Like, the boss bought pizza today, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, do you go and just grab the cheese off of it and some pepperoni and stuff? Do you, do you take well, the whole thing and then dump the crust? How does that work? I, I, told, I told the guys, I'm like, hey, look, I can't, I'm on keto. I can't do it. And they're like, oh, come on, come on. So they also had some fish. They had like some octopus. So I grabbed a, I grabbed a piece of the fish, ate the fish, and then I'm like, you know what? The pizza's there. I'm gonna grab the cheese and sausage off it and toss the crust. So I had one piece. Okay. Without crust. It should do. Um, one piece without the crust. Yeah, I, I've I've seen people go that route. Larger. I want to go. I I think I want to do keto. I know I need to lose weight. I'm at my heaviest. It's uh. The whole year year off of doing anything regular, I am back to work now, but I was gone for a year. Well, like, I, I was going to say, uh, you've been looking like shit lately. Dude, I feel but then like I realized, shit. But then I realized you took the brown fat off. Oh, you son of a bitch. Like, so I look better now? Is that what you're saying? Or now that I've taken it off, do I look you better? Like how, yeah, okay. yeah, you look less shitty. All right, fair. Yeah. You son of a bitch. Uh, he's Al Larcher. I'm Clark Lawrenson. You are listening to Live at the Sports Attic with Larcher and Lawrenson. You can join us on the chat line at 760-454-8834 or leave a comment wherever you're watching. Maybe you're watching us on Twitch tonight. Maybe you're watching us on Twitter. You could be watching us on Facebook. Thank you all, as always, for watching. Thank you for listening on Blog Talk Radio and wherever you get your podcasts. So the positives, going back to... Uh, tr- Tevin Jenkins. And by yeah. the way, there's there's a lot to get to with Macho Man Randy Savage documentary, oh, the start shit. of the uh, of the uh, Brian Pillman documentary. Yep. I got thoughts on that. Yep. yep. Uh, but right now, let's we're talking the Bears. We're talking the draft. We're talking about the second pick. We're talking about uh, Tevin Jenkins. Um, Pro Football Focus. He started 426 starts at right tackle. He's had 33 at left tackle. And, uh, yeah, so he he played a lot more at left tackle in 2018-2019. Last year he played the least at it, so uh, interesting there. His pros, grown man strength, tosses around smaller edges, impressive strength in hands and upper body, imposes his will when he gets a hold of guys. Now, this is important because he has short arms. He's, he's, he doesn't have the biggest arms, and arm reach is very important when it comes to uh, uh, offensive tackle. Uh-oh, we lost Larcher there. He is talking about arm reach there, but that fella up in uh, up in Green Bay, 
has the uh, has the small arms too. I forget what the hell that asshole's name is because he plays for the Packers. But that guy up in Green Bay has the small arms too, and he's one of the best offensive linemen in the league. Right. That fellow up there yeah. that you know plays for the fucking Packers. Because he has good footwork. Pardon language. He's got good footwork, and uh, he's got the good hands and upper body strength. So very comparable to this this fella here. Uh, crafty with his hands, doesn't let defenders get inside his body. Now the negatives. Not particularly fleet of foot. Mirror ability is average. He was a red shirt senior who will be 23 on draft day. Makes it easier to look stronger in college, given the age. He was untested against top-edge talent in the Big 12, and he faced a lot of three-man rushes because of how uh, teams defended Oklahoma State's offense. Uh, NFL projection, first-round draft pick, quote, Jenkins is a well – Jenkins is a will imposer who may never be the prettiest pass protector, but he'll provide large pockets to step up into. There's that highlight that everyone so He had uh, – do we have grades there? Oh, man. You mentioned – so you said that that guy up in Green Bay has the good footwork, but then this this thing just said that one of his cons might be that he's not fleet at the feet. And yeah. Maybe, maybe that concerns me a little bit. I'm, there are some concerns, there. but at the end of the day, he's a six foot six, 370-pound violent man. His NFL comparison is Marcus Cannon. Uh I don't know, Marcus Cannon. The offensive lineman. You only yeah. know yours, you know? You only know yours and, and the best of the best. Sure, 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 sure. Absolutely. Because they don't play uh, fantasy football. You don't start offensive linemen, so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got, well, then, you then, got your... then do I get to ask you about Borum? <laughs> Still, do we, do, we, do we get to talk about him at all? Who's Borum? The other guy? The yeah, other the age. other guy. The, uh, the guy that they got in the fifth round. At the 151st. All right, Bo, Bo, Boram, the offensive guard. Okay, let me switch the guards here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pro Football Focus, uh, their draft guide is not very user friendly when it comes to the web. Like you got to go, it's like the magazine in PDF form, so you got to go page by is page. He old, is he older than us? <laughs> yeah, Here's right. Larry Boram, right. That's just what I'm saying. All right, here it is. I got to skip, and then I got to wait for it to load, and then it's alphabetical. Element O. I'm at Brown, so O Bo. It'd be before, all right. It'd be before Devontae Brown. Uh huh. Or maybe not. Aaron Banks. Off the rails here. All right. Ben Cleveland. What the hell's going? On? See, I'm lost. I don't yeah. know where this. They yeah. don't have anything on Broham. Larry Borum, well, it's, you know, it's not the most exciting. It's a little Borum, if you will. He's, and he's out of Missouri. Well, it's your state. Your, your baseball team plays down there anyway. Oh, yeah. So what the hell, Archer? Jesus. Criminy. Uh, yeah, Borum. Yeah. 151st pick. Another offensive lineman. Um, I'm, I'm very happy to see that they did go and make, like, they're making an effort at, at bolstering the offensive line. It was it was a need. You know, you had your two biggest needs were offensive line and quarterback. Yep. And in one single draft, your first two picks, you you get some very good prospects. Again, no guarantees, but some really good prospects, especially at the quarterback position. You may have an elite quarterback and 
Oh, I am so excited. I am, I am shaking the ropes like the ultimate warrior nonstop. Every time I think about it. Hey, what's up, Hazel? What are you doing here? Oh, you brought me. Hey, March here. Hazel wants to say hi. Hi. What's up, Hazel? How you doing? Oh, hang on. She she wants. Did you bring Daddy the ugly hat? Did you bring Daddy his ugly hat? Oh, you brought me the hat. Yeah. My goodness. Oh, look at it. Dougley hat. For my secondary team. Blah. That's what you got to do, Hazel. Every time you see that hat, go. Hey. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Did you say bye, Al? Bye, Al. All right, Hazel. Good talking to you. You say bye, everybody? Bye, everybody. All right. See you later. Nice outfit. Rygar. Thank you, dear. Rygar. That was nice of you to. I have, Rygar, where you at, baby? Come I, say hi. Yeah, is, is Rygar gonna bring you a hat? She's sleeping. I have no idea why Hazel would bring that hat down to me. That's so no, random. No. Just random. Like, <laughs> did you text your poor wife to bring you that ugly ass hat? Unbelievable. Actually, Man, you a, have been looking like shit lately. The text read like this: Could you possibly grab my brown hat up her bedroom floor and bring it down, or have Hazel? Breaking the is Hazel wall. doing the stairs by herself? Dude, does she do the stairs by herself? She runs this house. She wow. walks outside. She walks in. So, dude, that's the scary thing. It's like we had to just set that ground rule. Like, Hazel, you can't go outside on your own. Yeah. The good thing is you could, you could, scare, you could scare a human into that. You know what I mean? Like, hey. I won't let the cat outside. She doesn't seem to have an interest in it either. Are you, do, are you extra concerned about that? Well, I think if she ever got outside, she's gone. I mean, it's right. Chicago. But, know? I mean, every time you leave the house, or has that kind of settled down? Was it at first you were always, like, more careful when you walk out? No, or? She, she looks out the door at the stairs, but she doesn't seem to want to make the risk. She has tried to, to claw her way out of the screen window up there, which has okay. made me a little nervous. Do you think she's um, actually trying to claw out, or is she just trying to, like, look out? You know what I mean? Like, is she, well, no, I think she realizes there's a roof out there, and she wants to go on it. Oh, yeah, but then fair. once she gets to there, does she look at the tree that's by there and think about leaping? And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's a risk I don't want to take, or I'd let her on the roof. Well, then if she's just hanging on the roof like some neighbor sees it, they're like, we got to save that cat that's stuck on the roof, you know? Right. Then all of a sudden you have the fire department there, and it's just a big fucking attic that you don't need. I have the so, same, same issues with my daughter out her window. It's like she could go on the roof, but then people are going to freak out. Yeah. Larry Bowram, 6'5", 322 pounds, um, good-sized dude. Uh, yeah. play, he's, played, he's played a little bit of right tackle. Um, he's also played left guard. I think they drafted him to play guard, but uh, he, he has played right tackle, so that could be a spot they look at him for. His positive blocks out the sun. He's like uh, that episode of The Simpson when Mr. Burden's got the machine to get rid of the sun. Uh-huh. Blacks out the sun, listed as six foot six, three hundred and thirty-two pounds. Ooh, 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 ooh. He does have a little generous. size there. Yeah, but he's got some size. He's got hands that latch. He's not gonna. He's not going for a punch in pass pro, but rather to engage. Okay. Huh. He's outwittingly with his timing. Rare to see his hands get swatted away. Terrific upper body strength. Does most of his work with his arms. 
his negatives. He plays way out on his toes, no recoverability when he loses control of blocks, difficulty getting depth in the sets, feels like he's always rushing against speed, has a whale of a time reaching to inside moves, no juice out of his plant legs, inability to sink his lower half, struggles with leverage. NFL projection, sixth round. Bottom line, Bo Rum was a terrific college player, but is physically borderline for the NFL, even at guard. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's why fifth round, right? I mean, we're talking fifth round. Um, That was good. Like, just adding more depth is good. People are still happy with Ryan Pace's draft. We're three picks in now. Of course, he didn't have the third and fourth round this year. Uh, that was the, the 151st pick in the fifth round. And then uh, came the sixth round with the 217th pick from Tampa Bay through Seattle, Khalil Herbert. Herbert. Mm, I love now, I love Sherbert. I love Sherbert Ice Sherbert Cream. Ice cream. So. Uh, Herbert would be another the name of another quarterback that uh, started uh, that uh, that started first year. Out of the gate. That was Bobby, Bobby A. Bear. No, Herbert, Justin Herbert. Oh, first right, year right, started. Right. San Diego. It it took that one fella, that uh, the old Bills guy who who got had his lung punctured by the doctor. Recall that? Yeah. He had to get knocked out in order for it to happen, but he played and that worked out. I'm just saying. Worked out really good. He was a fun fantasy play. Yeah. So Herbert, five nine, uh, two ten. Uh, are you already? Virginia. Are we already aware that oh. Fields? Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Yeah, neither one of us are going to end up with Fields on our. Jesus, he's taking calls. All right. My Lord. I did not. No. Good, oh boy. Could you? Could you maybe? Yeah, put him on speakerphone. Like, right, no problem. We could all listen to it. I don't know. Was it boss? If it was the boss, I understand why it's not on speakerphone. But otherwise, it could make for a compelling radio. Like, we got a mystery. Uh, there's a mystery pizza in the building. Uh oh. I like a mystery pizza. Why, Al? I I sent you a pizza. Did you really? No, but that'd be amazing. That would be very cruel. That would no, be that would be cruel. Right, right after you told yeah. me about the keto, I'm like, sending the pizza to Larcher. No, no. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a, that would have been a baller move. That would have been for the for the St. Louis hat. That would have been that would have been great. Yeah. Shame on you for not going. Yeah. No, I did. I just now you can't call the call the landlord back or anything, but. Uh, Khalil Herbert, uh, the, uh, the sixth round running back that the, uh, that the bears were able to get a hold of. You said you have a little bit of information on this fella. Well, now when it comes to percentiles, I think I learned this with your daughter's height. 95th. Yep. The higher, the better. Yes. I would, I, I, I believe it's the same with this. Sure. All right. Well, his workout metrics and the bench press, he was in the 75th percentile with 22 reps. Sounds good. 66th percentile in the three cone with a 6.96. He was the 77th percentile with a 4.46 in the 40. In the shuttle run, he was in the 42nd percentile with a 4.31. So there's a little bit of his matrix. His, uh, um, his rushing grade was a 91.3 out of 100. Zone, 92. Gap grade, 72. Yep. Uh, exclusive grade, 126. Yards after contact per attempt is 4.74. 4. 
He his overall grade in 18 was 73, 1987, and 20 he was an 89. Uh, his closest uh, comparison in the NFL is Joe Ajay. Um, his biggest strength, low center of gravity. His biggest weakness is his age. Uh, his pros, low center of gravity, 5'9", 212, not easily chopped down. Big play after big play this past season. Sneaky speed. Don't call him a one-year wonder. Herbert has dominated in, in 2019 before leaving Kansas. Even returned kicks for the Hokies and had a score called back. Negatives. Would like his cuts to be a little crisper at his size. Rounds off a little. Not clear exactly why he left the Kansas program midseason. Very old for a draftable uh, back, fifth-year senior. Mm-hmm. Never had more than 10 catches in a season. This is going to be a gadget guy with uh, using him and uh, Cohen. I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Projected in the fourth round. Better late than never. Herbert was a late bloomer, but his blend of contact balance and speed is tailor-made for the NFL. So – I think I think he could be a nice uh change of pace back uh Special on passing teams. plays. Um here here's the thing. Uh is there room for him in there? I mean, you know, you, you have uh you've got Montgomery, David Montgomery. You have Damian Williams that they signed, uh the old Kansas City running back who had had a darn good Super Bowl. And now you have right. uh now you have Khalil Herbert here. Like yeah, is there enough room for everybody? Well, we'll make room. The more the merrier. I'd rather have sure. too many running backs than not enough. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a position where depth does matter. Guys get hurt. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of surprise. Like running back is generally you kind of know what you're going to get. But without once you get past like that top tier of running back even the second tier when you start getting the third tier of running backs in the nfl which montgomery's been borderline on you start seeing some guys mix in that that offer some cool options Mm -hmm. you know we saw it a little bit a couple years ago with uh with cohen and uh you know he's coming back and you mix him with this guy, and you can, you can run some interesting formations. Again, something Nagy wants to do but hasn't had the talent to do. And, uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good with that pick as well. So, so far, we're in the sixth round, and everything's good from, from Matt Nagy or from uh, Ryan Pace. Things are good. I'm, I can't be too upset about it. No. Yeah. Another sixth-round pick, uh, Daz Newsom. The Bears have three sixth-round picks, by the way. A wide receiver out of North Carolina. Now, one of the last guys out of North Carolina, of course, was Mitchell Trubisky. The Bears did grab grab him. That was a mistake. Maybe that, yep. Yeah. But, you know, maybe it's not just a North Carolina thing. Uh, the Chicago Bulls also once drafted a guard out of North Carolina. By the name, how did that turn out? Pretty good, pretty pretty good. Uh, six rings, many MVPs. His name was Michael Jordan. Some uh, some might consider him one of the better basketball players of all time. But uh, a, a guy named Daz, like it sounds like he's just meant to play football, right? Dazzling. What else is there to say about the guy? He, he's a dazzler. 
He's going to be the beat, the, 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 what do you call that thing that puts dazzles on things? Bedazzler? He's going to be the bedazzler of the Bears. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm obviously stalling right now yeah, no, to find his profile. He's the man, um, the myth, the legend. He, you know, he played for UNC. He seems to, he seems to have bursts of speed here and there. He can, uh, he, he he can play he can play football. Can he do it at the next level will be a bit of the question, but I don't know. Guys, while we're talking about this, you can join in and give us a call at 760-454-8834. Let us know your thoughts on the Chicago Bears draft. We're also going to be talking about Dark Side of the Ring and the Macho Man documentary from A&E here in a little bit. Um, Al will be right back with us. Right now, of course, we are watching highlights of Daz Newsome, the wide receiver taken in the sixth round by the Bears uh, out of North Carolina. So he stands five foot ten. Uh, North Carolina. Very nice. Was that? You know what that was? Kenny Omega's intro. Just checking. Just checking. <laughs> uh, his NFL comparisons: a faster Devon Bess, five nine, one ninety. That's good size. Uh, Overall grade in 2020 was 73.8. 19 was an 83.5. 2018, he was a 69.6. He had 1,000 yards in 2019, only 684 in 20. His positives. Shifty as can be, gorgeous sink and burst in his cuts. Can't pin him down. After the catch, 14-plus broken tackles in three straight years. Strong track record at catch point. 11 for 16 in contested catches over two years. Speed to test vertical as well. 18 deep catches over the past two seasons. There's one. Pretty exciting. Here are the negatives. Uh Body catches all over his tape and serious drop history with 20 drops on his uh, 208 career catchables. Uh, contact on his route robs him of all speed. Slot only in his career and unlikely to change in the NFL, so he's a slot-only guy. That's fine. Not a seasoned route salesman. Should be deadlier on double moves. Uh, NFL projection, sixth round, bottom line. Newsom's body catching will be more and more of an issue at the next level. He may struggle to see, to see the field if he can't garner a quarterback's trust. He's got a young quarterback. Let's see. Let's see how that goes. Yeah, I, I mean, a young but uh, accurate quarterback at that, right? I mean, you got to give him. We'll see what happens. I mean, it, it's a six-round wide receiver. You know, you're taking a bit of a stab when it comes to that. I'm excited. Receivers are always receivers are always fun to watch. You know, you, you, Ooh, nice catch there. Yeah, it's one of those where, like, again, he could be a nice, good slot receiver. Yeah. Um, it's not a guy you're going to call on to be on the field every down. I mean, he, he's he's going to be in packages, and uh, if he if he, I mean, if he can earn a spot, he's going to be in packages. And cool, you know, let's see what he has. It's always so fun to watch the highlights because you you watch the highlights of these guys and you're convinced that oh. They're going to be able to make an impact right away just from watching yeah. highlight. You know what I mean? Well, like, you don't have the you don't have the context. How good is right. this person playing against? Who's the quarterback? Um, What's the yeah yeah absolutely? Which is always my which is always that's why I'm not a big college guy because 
Like there's so much discrepancy in uh, differential in uh, talent. From what know? I understand, Al, you're only about eight and a half years away from being a college football fan, though. I am. What I have you have always my... said? I'm holding you to this. You told me this ten years ago, by the way. But what have I you always have... said? I'm going to have a big table. There'll be a press conference. There'll be a large table with multiple hats on it. And I will declare which team I'm committed to. <laughs> I support that. I, I a hundred percent support this, uh, this whole, uh, this whole idea. Oh my gosh. Am I wrong in saying, you know, Kellen, who's on that beer down show who, who pops on here once in a while, mm-hmm. he owns a pair of, um, Briggs's game pants. No, it's isn't it uh Tommy Harris's jersey? No, no, he's got somebody. I think I'm 90% sure he has Lance Briggs's game pants. Oh wow. Now, this guy wearing those pants and the the, the, the Tommy Harris jersey whatever. This is the guy who should have been in that dopey recliner in the NFL draft. Am I wrong on this? No, Kellen should have been. He should have been at the NFL draft. Who? who you're disqualified that with that stupid hat. So yeah. I mean, you're out of the picture. I'm okay. You know, I, I have. Uh, I'm a fantasy guy, and I, I have. Uh, I have some alliance with the Patriots. I'm not. The, the Bears aren't my number one team. No question. You know, it's a 99 percent to 1 percent Patriot uh, difference, but. Uh, I'm I'm okay not sitting in that recliner, but Callen, man, that guy should. Uh, we got to figure out how to get him in that recliner next year. Well, let's let's make the call. I mean, is there a contest? What is it like? We'll do everything we can to get to the bottom of it and get him there. All right. Well, speaking of the Grams, the next pick was cornerback Thomas Graham Jr. of Oregon, five eleven, hundred ninety two. Four-star recruit going into college. NFL comparison, Mike uh, Malcolm Butler. Biggest strength is patience. Biggest weakness is speed. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, NFL projection, third round. Graham looks like one of the more scheme-driven and versatile corners in the class. He just doesn't quite have the high-end traits. So what they're saying is this guy could be a solid uh, average player, which yeah. – you know, you'll take that. Your cornerback number two, if he's average, you know, there's very few elite at that position. Uh, pros, nimble feet, so few false steps or gather steps on tape. Uh-huh. Never looks panic. Trust his athleticism instead of trying to get a head start. Flat-footed, breaks are excellent, likely has slot versatility. Attacks through the catch point without hesitation. Forced incompletion rate of 15.9 over the last two seasons. Negatives. Penalties have popped up every year. 21 in three seasons. That's a lot with college rules. Average speed. Cannot have him press pure vertical receivers. On the smaller side at 5'10", 193. Shies away from contact at the line. And he opted out of the 2020 season. Um this guy sounds like a guy who, again, he's a slot. He's a slot cornerback, so he's not going to be your number one. He's not going to be your number two. But when you need that third, uh, when you when you're running the dime, you you can get him in there to play uh, coverage in the slot against these slot receivers, as most of them are around yep. that size as well. So mm-hmm. that works. I like it. I like the pick a lot. I mean, that he was rated as a third round draft pick. Possibly would have been rated higher had he not sat last season. 
that's the thing about about this year is all the guys that sat out the 20 you know set out the 2020 season there's a lot of close question marks not just for the bears but for quite a few quite a few different teams but man let's see i mean obviously we talked about how fuller had to go when they after they signed dalton they had to then drop the cap hit right they had to get rid of they then had to get rid of uh what's his name <laughs> of uh Kyle Fuller so they're down on on uh on cornerbacks on on the backfield so let's see what happens yeah and now i mean now we've got to talk a little bit about Tonga right right Roman Reigns head of the table i've got my i've got my peloton ad here and throwing there we go what is this peloton i never heard of the peloton and then suddenly all i hear about is peloton and i see bands everywhere for the peloton what is this oh it's, it's everywhere. a freaking uh treadmill right yes yeah, yeah 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 is it like a super treadmill um it's a treadmill it's a it's a bike you can there's also a treadmill one but it comes with a, a subscription and you get classes uh, virtually, and you're running, you get classes virtually, all these people teach you classes, how to ride bikes. I don't know. They teach you how to ride a bike. If you've never known how to ride a bike, they teach you how to ride it. So it's basically, because it, uh, I looked at the price on these things, it's mm-hmm. basically an overpriced uh, treadmill with an upsell built into it. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Smart, man. From what I understand, if you get their actual bike, it's like thirty nine ninety nine a month to have it. However, if you just want the app for your tablet, it's nineteen ninety nine, and you can just put it there with your shitty old exercise bike from home. So you just go buy a shitty cheaper bike, yeah. run on that, throw your iPad up in front of it, and there you go. Then you do your classes. Guy, guy who took my tour two weeks ago from Phoenix. I, uh, I forget what that fellow's name was. He was there with his wife. It was their first trip after they got the uh, after they got vax. Man, they came to Chicago. Man. Al, let me tell you this. I think that tourism is about is going to boom this summer. This, oh yeah, shit's going to be crazy. People are out. It's it's awesome. I agree. I'm ready. For I that. wish I would have uh, pulled the trigger and gone in and, and bought in the inventory from my old shop and been the owner of a tour company right now. Yeah. Yeah. Clark Safari. Clark's Inner City Survive. Clark Chicago Safari. Chicago Safari. Come on. Um, that's, that's pretty funny. What do we know about this Kyrus, Kyrus, Tonga, the seventh round pick? Well, he's six, three, what on the short side, 320 pounds, only two star recruit. His biggest comparison is leaky Futu. Uh, he has strength in his hands. Lack of consistent dominance is his weakness. Um, he can bench press. Let's see here. He did. He did do some. Uh, oh, no, we don't have his metrics. Or we do. He did some workout. Sixty-eighth uh, percentile in bench press with twenty-eight reps. Twenty-fifth yep. uh, percentile with a three cone with a seven point eight two. Five point zero two on the forty, uh, which is a fifty-three percentile. I don't know if that's overall against every player or just at his position. Uh, that makes a big difference. 51 percentile in the shuttle run with a 4.6. 93rd percentile with a 35-inch vertical jump. Dude's got some hoops. Ooh, slam. Boy. 
Okay. Uh, 105 in the broad jump, which is a 41 percentile. Good arm. Good. It's a decent arm size. He played most of the time in the B gap. Played some of the time in the A gap. Okay. He his strength uh, level of strength that was overpowering to his competition. So light on his feet for a nose tackle. A weapon on slants, uh, listed at 321 pounds, and no noticeable fat hanging off of him. Wow, this guy's just pure muscle. Okay. Uh, rare range for a nose tackle to track down quarterbacks and ball carriers, negatives. Uh, few moves to speak of. Got by with a hard charge as a pass rusher. Uh, high in his bull rush. Uh, have to win leverage battles in the NFL. Never earned a grade above 80 for a season in his grading. Out of control with the snap too often. Not a quick read. So he's just a, he's a prospect with a lot of strength. He could go into WWE if this football thing doesn't work out. Wow. Yeah. And, and I mean, he just might find himself down there uh, in Florida at, the, uh, at NXT. Because, you know, Triple H, that's what he likes. Yeah, that's a stout dude. I mean, yeah, just looking at his pictures, yep. that guy's got – Yep. That's power, man. He's a solid bench presser. Uh, Kellen mentioned a bit ago that we should take a look at free agent Russell O'Kung. Uh, yeah, I think from Seattle, if uh, I'm not mistaken. Well, he, yeah, he'd been with the Seattle and the Chargers. I think that – I think the Panthers traded him to to the Chargers. Yeah, or no, he he got traded to Carolina this last year. Shit, man, ten years he's been in the league. Uh, started in yeah, Seattle, then he was in Denver for a season before he uh, he joined the Chargers. Made the Pro Bowl twice. Last time in 2017 with the mentioned Chargers. I mean, adding a, adding a veteran to that line probably isn't a terrible idea. We'll see. No, well, I mean, look, the Bears don't have any. The, the Bears don't have a lot of money. I mean, that's why that's why Leno's not not on the Chicago Bears anymore. Right. You know, he's a guy you would love to have his depth if he lost his starting job, but. The fact is, one, he had too many penalties. But the fact is, the Bears yeah. just don't have the money right now. So I, I don't, I don't know if it's possible. Uh, but yeah, right. but if they get him, great. If they figure it out, they know more about their cap than I do. That's for sure. And I know that, um, I know that this is going to sound like I'm railing on it a little bit, uh, Al, but. The meme that had a picture of Mitchell Trubisky and it said, Ryan Pace has traded Justin Fields to the Buffalo Bills for Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Nailed it. Oh, man. I I have an issue. I mean, did you want to talk any more? Any no. more draft here? Are we good there? Did we? I mean, we, I, yeah, sorry. shit. We shit. We've talked about the Bears for quite a while here. It's been a while since we've had a draft like that, Al, where we wanted to spend an hour and a half of our show 
discussing the Chicago Bears. So again, wrapping up the Bears talk, I just want to apologize to you for the way that I acted Thursday night. I wish you'd have been out with me that night. and You would have probably talked some sense into me right away, face to face. I probably would have punched you. And I would have, I would have, no, you would have, you would have talked some sense into me and we would have had, no, you were senseless. Yeah, dude. How can I not be, how can I trust the Chicago bears with a fucking draft? How can I trust them with a draft? Look at this. I bruised my entire arm today because I dropped off laundry first thing in the morning and I left my keys in the car and I locked them in. And then I, all morning I was trying to reach in through the window because the window doesn't shut all the way. And uh, finally I realized I could just grab a stick and stick it in the window and push down on the unlock button. Wow. How many, how long did it take you to, to figure that part out? 15 minutes. Oh, it's not too shabby. 15. Yeah, I mean, wasn't bad. An hour, then I'd be pissed at myself. If if then I'm like, son of a bitch, just had to go in now there and do lo- it this way. I was locked out for about 20 minutes. That's long. I'm like, oh. That's a long time to be locked out, though, especially if you got to get to work, whatever yeah. you got to do. Jesus. Uh, I've got to tell you, speaking of crazy issues like that, I don't know why. My DVR is not recording the A&E biographies. It recorded the 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 Roddy Piper one, but then it didn't record the Macho Man one. So I, I don't have it right now. I can go find it probably, just like I found the Fields wow. documentary. But, man, uh, did, was it you? Somebody said it wasn't all that. Well, yeah, I think they've all been good. Okay. So I, I wouldn't say they were all that. I he, It's just – Macho Man, when you hear his story, you realize he's he was crazy, and he really wasn't a really good guy. And there's so much – it's much like with The Ultimate Warrior. Only like Warrior, it's more known, and Warrior was such a shithead to professional wrestling right. and wrestlers that it's easy to shit on him. Where Macho Man is so loved by wrestling fans and by other wrestlers that – when you start separating the man from the character, he was a pretty fucked up dude. And, you know, he, I mean, he overcame a lot. He, he, you know, he learned how to be a small guy and be the most intense, crazy dude. But his paranoia with women and his controlling with women was really – you know, they, I mean, they went through the stuff with Elizabeth, you know, and I, I think people know the story there. He would lock her in the, the dressing room. He wouldn't let other guys look at her. You know, he, 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 they didn't go, they didn't go into the Stephanie McMahon stuff because no. that's all speculation. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there was rumors that he was with Stephanie McMahon was like 15. And then when he finally gets over Miss Elizabeth, and they, they went through Miss Elizabeth a lot too, even through her death with Lex Luger wow. and the drug overdose there, and Lex being kind of a controlling prick towards her too, and her getting into drugs and stuff. It was a sad ending. But it, the, the stuff I didn't realize as much was with the, the second wife, Gorgeous George. You remember her? Yeah, she actually, was like, I danced with her once at a club in Rockford. Yeah, she was like a stripper, so it's very yeah, possible. But I was, yeah, like a dance club. Like I, I went over and I tried. I took my shot. Failed. Uh, she, you know, she was a hottie, and she was a lot younger than him. Uh huh. Um, a lot younger. I think he was in his fifties or sixties. Was that he a point. controlling asshole with her? 
Well, there's a part of the story, like, so they get into ecstasy. I didn't realize Macho Man was into the ecstasy. They showed a clip of him in the ring with her on ecstasy. And, um, you know, and he, and, you know, Jake, this, they asked Jake the Snake, they're like, do you think Macho Man was on steroids at that point? And it's like, he's like, I don't know, man, but if I had to guess, I'd say so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... You know, he had his problems with the cocaine, with the ecstasy. I mean, Bill was enjoying life. But one day she's cleaning his apartment and she opened the closet and she like noticed a panel and she like opened the panel and she noticed three screens and she was looking at those screens and she's like, oh my God, that's my house. Oh. He had he had a secret security camera set up at her house that he could watch from his own. Yes. Yeah. I mean that's just that's grade A yeah, creepy that's shit, right? That, that's that's uh that's criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's murderer type shit, right? Like any, but he didn't. I'm not saying he's a murderer. No. That's like, wow. So yeah, when you hear intense. the stories about Macho Man and his paranoia, sure. Like, and that, that just – that right there, like, wow. makes me believe every single one of them because well, that is crazy. I just – it just shows you the balls of WWF at, at the time to to play that into the storyline with Liz and Hogan, right? Like, like yeah. they, they did it to get that – I mean, because they knew that's who he was. And, man, that's – that is one of the – as a kid, that storyline of the mega powers – in the planting the seed early, like that was long-term storytelling at some of its best. And of course I've heard, I've heard Bruce talk about it since, um, you know, on something to wrestle with. Uh, but just, uh, they planted small seeds with it. And as a kid, I just hook, line and sinker. It's like, hell yeah, get away from macho man, go with Hogan. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. A little bit of crazy translates on the screen sometimes in the right way. You know well, what they, I'm saying? They said in many ways it was like the first reality show. I mean, if you think about it, this was a real life married couple mm-hmm. on TV and you were seeing a lot of, you know, throughout his career, you were seeing a lot of like, you know, they were pretty much divorced when they got married on TV. Oh yeah. That's uh, right. Yeah. When, and then even like they were together a little bit in WCW. I think that was after their marriage was actually over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was they, all they said, shit. They said he, he surprisingly did really well with that. Like at that point, he was finally over Elizabeth. So okay. he was yeah, setting up video cameras in the new girlfriend's house. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but uh, she wasn't his wife when he passed. He had a, he had a, his wife was with him when he passed, right? It sounds like at the end of his life, he found he went back. To the girl he fell in love with in high school. Oh, geez. His high school sweetheart. And he just got rid of wrestling. Like, like from outside of here? Like a girl from the suburbs here? Because Randy Poffo, didn't he grow up around here? Yeah, Downers Grove. They said he moved a lot because his dad was, uh, his dad ran a wrestling promotion. So. Yeah. Yeah. If you've ever been to the Italian American Hall of Fame here in Chicago, the, the, the headquarters are here. You'll see the, the Poffo family. You'll see a macho man. Oh, or no. Robe right there. Yeah, I don't think he's Italian. That's interesting. I mean, I guess he is. The Paphos. Paphos. The Paphos. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. You know what? He's 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 more German than anything. 
he looks German, and they talked about the mother being a, a Jewish German, like growing up Jewish in Germany during the time of like uh, World War Two and shit. So, um, and I, if I would have guessed, I go, I would have guessed he was German. So, I obviously his dad, uh, Papo, and you know what? Thinking back and looking, thinking of pictures of his dad, his dad did look Italian. Right. But I think he got a lot of his mother in him, and I think that's more German. So okay. that's yeah. probably why I don't think of him as an Italian. Yeah. Um, the uh, Another documentary series is back, one that has held our interest. I think you first turned me on to it. Thank you for doing it. Dark Side of the Ring, we mentioned it uh, either last week or the week before when they brought out the uh, – when they mentioned what the new episodes were going to be. Yeah. That finally premieres. It's upon us tomorrow night. Well, they released part one of the two-part season premiere. So I think that the first part they had, I mean, I had, it was on demand. I think they aired it. It was also, I think they put it out for free on YouTube. Okay. And uh, so it's part one of the Brian Pillman documentary, which is, I guess it's going to be a two-hour documentary because this obviously was the first hour. Um, But tomorrow night they show the second part, right? I think tomorrow night they'll probably show both. Yeah. So people could watch the whole thing through, but yeah, the second part is dropping tomorrow. Uh, but man, part one, I, you know, like I said, I knew a lot about Brian Pillman, but I didn't know a lot about Brian Pillman. I didn't find the story all that interesting from what I knew and what I remembered. Okay. But going back and listening to it, man, it was it was some. It, it's darker. It's a darker story than you think it is. Really. And um, one, you know, they they because I mean, it's not the darkest they've had, but no, right, I, but. So Pillman, Pillman likes women, okay? Like, he, he's a ladies' man. And, uh-huh. you know, he gets around, and he marries his one wife, has a kid, and maybe one or two kids. He, he obviously cheats on her a lot. And uh, then he, has the, the, he meets the other wife, who, who's a, like, a, a penthouse model. And he has a kid with her. And I think then there's another third kid that comes from another another woman. But so number two – or no, I think there's a number two. And then number three might be the penthouse. Um, okay. She's the widow. That's Brian Pillman Jr.'s mom. She is crazy and evil. Like she's really? an evil, crazy woman. Wow. And uh, so Brian Pillman ends up like taking custody of the kids – almost to be spiteful, I think of, of, of mother one and she, they get full custody of the kids and she calls up trying to get a hold of the kids and the evil wife takes the call and goes, I'm a better mother to your kids than you'll ever be. Even your mother thinks so. Wow. Hangs up on her. That woman, the mother calls up her mother and goes, Hey mom, I got a gun in my hand and I'm going to kill myself. Shoots herself in the head. She's gone. She dies. Holy shit. Yeah. So like one kid, the first kid has nothing nice to say about that. The widow, like, you know, they basically blame her for that, for that death. And even Brian Pillman Jr. I don't think had anything nice to say about his mother to her credit. She's in the documentary and, she, you know, she she talks about it, and she clearly she no longer looks like a a, a penthouse model. She she clearly got into some drugs and really hit the skids. And we're what thirty uh, years removed? 
20 years, yeah. 30 years? Like, yeah. Know. Like she just looks like a druggie and, uh, you know, she, and she, she knows what a horrible thing she did. Like she, 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 she gets it. But, uh, yeah. And so it goes into him going crazy. Like, I don't know if you remember it, but he's pretending to be crazy on camera and nobody knows if it's real or not because he's not telling anybody any of the other wrestlers. And there's a moment where he grabs Bobby Heaton by the back of the collar and Bobby Heaton always had a thing. You don't touch his neck and mm-hmm. Heaton gets up on camera and he goes, what the fuck are you doing? I rem- I remember this a little bit. So that like, so now everyone's like, Oh my God, this is real. And it was real to Bobby Heaton. Bobby Heaton thought he was a nut. He was, he was, Flipping out on the guy on television, dropping the F-bomb. That wasn't like a work. So nobody knows if he's crazy or not. He does know that Eric Bischoff only wants to pay him a little bit of money. And he he knows he wants wants the big dollars. Uh So he goes to Eric Bischoff and he goes, listen. And he's working the dirt sheets. He's working Meltzer. He's working Keller. And he, he, he he goes to Eric Bischoff. He's like, listen. People think I'm really crazy. I'm not. Not crazy. If you fire me, we can leak it to all the dirt sheets. All the boys in the back will know it's real because you really fire me. And then I'll come back as, you know, like an outsider that you can't control. And then you can give me a new contract. And Bischoff's like, okay. Brian Pillman gets released from his contract. Finds Vince McMahon at like some convention, hijacks him, gets a handshake, gets a picture of with him and shaking hands with Vince McMahon, starts building up the, all this scheme to make more money, goes to ECW, cuts a promo, and you know all this is just to get more money. And, and finally, I think the WWE offers him the, the, the gold the money that he's looking for. Yeah. And as all this is going on, he's reckless. He's he driving and he crashes and like flips his his car and like completely shatters his leg. Jeez. And that's what that's where it ends. Okay, and now we're on to see now we're episode two, the cliffhanger. Yeah. To get you to the second episode, I'm in. I'm probably gonna watch the first episode too, even though like I've heard it from you here. I enjoy that. Yeah, but you you need the neat nuances. You need to see the you need to see the yeah. widow for yourself and and make that judgment. Sure. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, so who who else is interviewed? The, the widow. Uh, you, you've got Brian Pillman Jr. Probably. Brian Pillman Jr. I think Brian Pillman's uh, sister. Okay. All of his kids. Um, he was a good father. Like all his kids love love him. That's like, great. They, nothing but talk highly of him. Okay. Um. Bischoff. You get you get Eric Bischoff. Sure. Sure. Um, I think Pritchard, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, yeah. Old uh, tag team partners, right? The Hollywood Blondes? Yeah, the Hollywood Blondes. Yeah, Sting. Yeah, all right. Yep. Yeah, a lot of Sting for some reason. Jake the Snake, I think, is in there. It's it's good. Okay. It's good. It, it's good. All right. Yeah. I'm excited to see it myself. I'm glad you got to see the, the first part of it. Oh man, what a ride, Al! It's been six days since the greatest draft in the history of the Chicago Bears. 
beautiful, baby. I'm a Cardinals fan now. I'm a Bears fan. I am uh, all in. I'm ready to go. We're going to the World Series, and we're going to the Super Bowl. You realize that that would be like me uh, jumping on and throwing on a Packers hat right now. Like, you do realize that, right? Like, it's the same thing. You do realize how much I hate the Cleveland Browns, right? But no, like the Browns have nothing to do with anything. Right. What is there to hate them for? Me personally. They have nothing. Why do you hate them? I don't understand. Why do you hate them? I don't like the city of Cleveland. Why? What did did Cleveland do to you? I got a blood blister at a stupid truck stop there when I was a kid. I just don't like the city. It has nothing to do with anything. Now that you're older and you realize life, you realize that that blood blister, which a blood blister. Like, when your buddy, what is a blood blister? A, like a, when, it, listen, it's nothing. When your buddy was, when your buddy block. was still alive, and he, he was a real Browns fan, not not a phony one. Big diehard order, Browns fan. In order to be a Browns fan, you have to struggle through the misery. Well, the team have. left. You're, Could you imagine if the Bears packed up and left fucking town? Could you imagine that? Yeah, yeah. So, like Arlington. When he was, when he was alive, I used to tell him all the time how shitty the Browns were. And, and and he knew it. He knew it. Like there was, there's no no there. I have another buddy named Monty. Just like the Bears. Monty Monty sometimes plays with us in the fantasy football. He used to be a KJ over at Trader Todd's. I I used to tell him all the time how shitty the Browns were. The Browns fans they know it. But you're jumping on it like your buddy's Jesus Christ because he no. died. He suffered through all the pain, and now you're jumping on just as things are getting good with the Browns. Well, ridiculous. With the way that the Bears have been in disarray for years upon years, every oh, every Bears fan needs to have a secondary fan because here's the thing, Al. I'm concerned about about us Bears fans here. If we put all of our biscuits into this field basket, this field's basket, all of our biscuits in the field's basket. The letdown is going to hurt, man. It's going to and, – and I don't know if we can come back from it. Clark, get your biscuits We've in the got, oven and your I've buns got, in the bag. I've got to remain guarded of the biscuits in the basket. Put your biscuits in the oven and your buns I'm in the I'm very gifted, gifted. I'm very uh, guarded when it comes to the biscuits in the basket, Al. I'm sorry. I got concerns, man. Well, they're silly. They really are. They're they're not silly in the overall arch of it. Your reasoning for them are silly. What is it? Is it? Is it? It's May. We got like five months before any of this matters, right? Six months. Four months. Well, you do. I got to start working on fantasy football. I just uh, the mock drafts are coming out in about ten days from now. You know who you're not going to have on your team in fantasy football if you're in any Chicago area leagues. There's no chance in hell you end up with Justin Fields because some asshole is going to take him three rounds too early, way too early. That's just how it goes, right? You're right. Yes. Yeah. There's always a premium of people drafting. If you're playing a group of people from Chicago, somebody's going to be might... a homer. They're going to get that Bears. They're going to draft them uh, above average draft position. The ADA yeah. is going to be too high for it to make sense for you. So, yes, you might I, I want would... to take advice from this show because Al Archer is the draft king. And you know that last year I was three out of three, baby. I won three out of three year-long fantasy football leagues, two of which Larcher was in as well. But that's neither here nor there. But you got two of the greatest experts right here. I won, you can I come won to our show. St- you me, can come to our show. I got a medal. You can get the <laughs> 
Do you have a medal? I got a medal in the other room about No, there. I'm waiting. You were supposed to get me a belt for winning your league. Where's my belt? I, there's no belt. If if uranium or urethium, if ETC keeps blowing up for you, I want a belt. I took first place in a high-stake league that bought me four chances in this year's high-stake league or a chance at the World Series. And I declined a chance at the World Series because I like being a big fish in a small pond. Sure. That's my specialty. Sure. sure. And uh, I never play above your bankroll. That's, so, that's my advice to any gambling. Fair enough. Speaking of bankroll, today I went to the, uh, I went to the app, Al, because you, you brought up the other day like, hey, yeah, how, how are things going? And I'm like, well, I'm up about 280% on my Dogecoin here. And you're like, well, so you're telling me you're going to Dallas for WrestleMania? This morning I planted the seed. I said, hey, darling, take a look at how I'm doing with these, uh, with these doges, with the joke coin, if you will. Because uh, the doge is the big joke. It's the big joke. But right now, man, things are pretty good for it. I'll tell you that much. I made well, 250% profit. My warning, my warning is I've, I've been up to this profit level before. And, you and I've watched it. I've wa- you know, it comes in waves. I've watched it go down as well. Um, the bottom line is, any money I've put into any crypto has been is is right now sitting at a positive, and right now everything is up. Um, That's Bitcoin Cash is up thirty percent. Ethereum's been up like thirty forty percent over the last couple of days. Ethereum Classic yep. has been. Uh, Going bonkers. What on the short? What what's Ethereum Classic? I don't know. What's it? It's just that one's going bonkers, right? Well, a week ago it was thirty four dollars. It hit ninety dollars yesterday. It jumped over a hundred today. For a bit, it definitely did. I I I I caught that. I wonder if. Because mine doesn't – I saw that somewhere too, and mine doesn't have it going over 100. I wonder if the markets have different value. If they lie about it? Because like, I was looking at it over on the, uh, on the hood, on the Robin Hood, and uh, they for I sure – I wish I would have bought them at back 119 in. at 150 today. 150 p.m., they were up to 119. I wish I would have jumped more in on Doge when it, it dropped down to 40. I've screwed up. Yeah, I've fumbled the ball on Doge a couple times. Dude, I sold uh, it 51 cents yesterday morning. I, I sold, uh, you know, 193 shares. I'm fine with it. Like, if that's what it took to get everything else to keep going up above 60, that's fine. I bought in at 7 cents. I had 4,000 shares. I'm now – I have a, a shade – I have th- – I have, um, uh, 1,971 shares. So mm-hmm. I've lost half of my shares over the course of it going up. But you've made profit. I have. I'm I'm almost two thousand dollars in profit on a thousand dollars in. And then so and I started in February. Then try to hold on to your 19 now, as good as you can, right? Like right now I'm sitting yeah. at 21, but I certainly haven't made the profit you have. Yeah, I'm not playing you, you on play it. With more just, you play with more gas. You're able to put more gas into it. Into and that, that's not just on Doge. That's, that's on all the, the coins. Uh, Billy, uh, somebody was talking to me about uh, Ethereum Classic yesterday. And uh, as he was talking about it, I bought in. I should have. And it was at like $75, and now it's up to 90 So I got a little bit of a bump on that. 
Um, Neo has been going good for me. Uh, Algorand, my main coin, has is, is, is been going up. Of course that's your main uh, coin. Because it's got the word Al in it. Yep. I mean, everything's up. Doge is the only one down for the day, and they're only down 6%. They're... It's interesting because Elon Musk seems to have so much pull on what that does. He, he makes a tweet about it, and shit, shit blows up a little bit. And he's hosting Saturday Night Live this Saturday. You know, 420 was supposed to be Doge Day, right? That's right. when it. That's when it took a dump. It, it, Which we, he was calling for it to be Doge Day, and it didn't happen. So you saying he has the pull? I don't know. Well, let's see what happens. I think maybe Friday could maybe. be their big day, and then Saturday and Sunday, once he's on, then it drops again, and everybody sells. Like you know, they're going to do a sketch with it. You know, they'll he'll have a sketch with Dogecoin. Can you do stuff like that, or is that influencing a market? Or I guess it doesn't matter. It's crypto. I mean, he tweets about it. Yeah, I don't know know either. Like, I have no idea what that rule is right now. I don't know what I'm doing, but all I'm saying is I have a lot more money in the stock market. And sure, the stock market's a lot safer, no question. Sure. I have made a tiny – I've made a tiny – listen, my life is backwards. I have made the biggest profits in my life on high-risk gambling. I've made the lowest profit on on stocks, and somewhere in the middle has been these crypto coins. But tell you what, buddy, when I get Friday, when I get my horse stable running to the moon – Listen, if you bought a, if you bought if you bought a horse for five grand, which is a lot of money, and I'm not I'm not in that ballpark. That's they're like they're, there's like fifteen, sixteen grades of horse. If I was in the A one of the horses at five thousand dollars, within three months, those horses are worth sixteen thousand dollars. Yeah. So, you know, the, but the the smaller you can go all the way down. You can get a horse for like a hundred bucks. I want to put like. I want to spend like $300 on a horse. I don't even know how it works. I got to rewatch a YouTube video and let some 12 year old explain this to me, but I'm so excited. That's my next, the next, I blew it on top shop too. I I don't, I feel like I was in too late. They're kicking us out of here in too late on top shop, but this horse thing is you're in on it. Maybe I'll try to figure out a way to get in on some, some smaller horses. Yeah, you should just get a horse. If anything, it's good to learn the process of how to buy with these crypto coins because they take a special crypto coin, but you can only buy that coin with Ethereum. And I, and then you got to go your wallet. It's so confusing, but the more you do this kind of stuff, the easier it's going to get for something when you really want to buy something. That's so wild, man. Oh, Larcher. All right, I'll see. talk to you more there about is, that off air. You can look up your uh, your value on your count for uh, there's a market evaluator for NBA Top Shop because it's all uh, open, you know, source. So my my card collection is worth two hundred and forty seven dollars. I've gotten seventy four dollars in profit with a forty two percent return on investment. Okay, so. Take off. Not horrible. 42% is a good return. Yeah. Good night, Blog Talk. Well, Larcher, my friend, nice to talk with you this evening. Yeah, buddy. Get us wherever you get your podcasts. We're always on Twitter, Twitch, 
and Facebook Live. You know, my return on investment would be about 75% if we didn't buy that stupid Thaddeus Young card, which I paid, which I know you're not going to pay me on, so it's my no, I got to pay you half. How are you doing on that? A hundred. I, I paid $147 for that. It's on sale for $50 on the market. I lost $97, and that's one of my only losses. <sighs> I thought they were going to trade him. I thought they were going to trade him to a contender and because he was playing hot. He really was. Sorry, and I had no idea what you were talking about. That was the first night you were talking to me about this thing. I, I will say it is still a Series 1 card, and there's only 4,000 of them. Okay. So that's why I'm that, that's my long haul. I'm holding on to this thing for years, and I'm going to see what happens. It might be worthless in a week, and it might be worth ten grand in 10 years, or it might be worth two pennies or one crypto coin. I don't know. One mm-hmm. algorithm. One algorithm, Al Larcher. That's me. Ah, partner. All right. So we got months before we get to figure out the Bears. I'm sure we'll have more time to talk about different things. Man, hey, I forgot to mention, that White Sox manager doesn't know the rules. Take a look at that. Today he screwed up on a big rule, man. Disarray down there on the south side. They are not happy with the old man. I feel for him. Yeah, well, also injuries. Some injuries to major stars, too. Yeah. The whole uh, field. All right, brother. Next Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. All right, sounds good. Yep. Have a good one. Can I go do some Cinco de Mayo stuff for...